See, dance for your mouth. Hey, see, dance for your mouth. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. We are back at it again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for staying tuned. We had some technical difficulties, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the live show. We are still doing the damn thing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is, this is Mixture of Friday. I go by the name of Patient Zero. Give it up one time. Give it up one time. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get my shit together here. You know what I'm saying? Have some uh, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties don't stop us. You feel me? Technical difficulties don't stop us. We don't stop the show. You know why? Because we keep moving. That's right. M-O-V-E, Mixture of Variety Entertainment. We stay moving forward and never backwards in 2022 and beyond. And let me just tell you this before we get started, okay? 2022, <laughs> 2021, 2020. I mean, it's been a shit show for the last couple of years. And right now, you could just look around and realize what a shit show it really is. Inflation, $5 gas. It's easier to get fentanyl than it is baby formula. And the list goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the matrix, and we are in a huge shithole, okay? <clears throat> Thank you, Biden administration. So what we're going to do tonight and what we always do on this show, on this variety show, where we talk about anything and everything. We can talk about mental health and addiction to having sex with gay midget aliens. Ladies and gentlemen, what we do, this is a distraction. Every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, is a distraction. So come join the show and come join the fun. We have a distraction. We always have entertaining shows. We are the most authentic podcast. So when I say we, I mean me and my girl, Nikki P, representing my other half, my co-host, my beautiful co-host at that. And uh, she's not going to be on the show tonight, but she is going to be on the show to, uh, to next week. Next week. I almost said tomorrow. I don't know why. She will be on the show next week for sure. So look out for that. Um, you don't want to miss it. I know you guys are big, crazy Nikki P fans. Who's not? Who's not a, a big, crazy Nikki P fan? I mean, come on. If you've been riding out with us for the last year and a half, you already know. Nikki P is where is that? So I go by the name of Patient Zero, by the way. I don't know if I said that already, but we are on YouTube. You're watching YouTube. You are watching live, or if you can't catch the live show, it's on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash the letter C slash Mixture of Variety Entertainment. Or you could just Google us, Mixture of Variety, because we are everywhere. We have audio shows. We have IG. Our social media is at Mixture of Variety. You can follow us there, at Mixture of Variety. Um, that's actually where most of our views come from, IG. So make sure to follow us there and you'll see some of the craziest banners that you'll ever see. And you also get informed and you know what time it is when it comes to the show. Each show that we have, we have an audio show on Monday. We have an audio show on Wednesday and then we have this show on Friday. And let me just point this out because this is new. This is new. Right after this show is recorded, it is also on Spotify video podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Spotify. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Spotify. Finally, finally came out with a podcast that's a video. So we've been on Spotify for two years. We have our audio show. We have like 340 shows. Who's counting? We have 340 shows, ladies and gentlemen. If there's a topic that you thought of, I guarantee that we touched on it and we talked about it. We touch on everything like R. Kelly. You feel me? So that's what that is all about. And I definitely want you to check out our audio shows for sure. But now we have an audio show on Spotify and we have the video. So we're very, very, 
excited about that. And I'm also excited at our special guest, ladies and gentlemen, because we are going to be talking about mental health awareness since it is mental health awareness month it still is we did a show we did an audio show or i did an audio show mental health awareness month and just talk about mental illness and mental health in general but now we have a special guest that's going to be joining us and he goes by the name of glenn b he's going to be in the building in a second yes indeed yes indeed He's going to be in the building in a second, and we're going to jump right into it. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this is the most authentic podcast you'll ever see. Um, our disclaimer is, if you are hypersensitive or get butthurt easy, this podcast is definitely not for you. Sick and twisted, dark humor, vulgar, uncensored language, and politically incorrect conversations are just some of the things and fun you'll hear on a mixture of variety podcasts, which means... Viewer and listener discretion is definitely advised. All right. Give it up one time for the studio audience. Still repping with us. Still repping with us. You know, we, we started late. We started late, but it's all good. The studio audience is still with us and still ready to bang out. And we're going to be talking about some mental health shit, if you will. Okay. Mental illness, mental health, breaking the stigma, talking about our personal experiences and Ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, with no further ado, hopefully, hopefully he can hear us now. Ladies and gentlemen, Glenn B is in the building. And yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. As the great mixture of variety says, I, ow, 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 I have a crap and I have audio. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy about that because I didn't know what the fuck was going on, honestly. And everything was cool on my end. And I was just thinking like, what, what? is happening this can't happen we have the infamous glenn b on the show i I thought it was a me problem which it ended up being a me problem i wasn't plugged in properly but my girlfriend was saying i can't hear anything either i'm like well then yeah it's not necessarily just a me problem yeah exactly well i'm happy that we got it settled i'm happy that we didn't do the whole show and it was just you know mute like on both of our ends we were just here having our own conversation and nobody on youtube land can hear us that would have sucked so here we are and yeah, so Glenn, before we go any further, I mean, you know, if you want to introduce yourself and uh, talk about your podcast for a little bit, and then at the end of the show, of course, you can promote and plug anything you want. Sure. Uh, so I am Glenn B, aka Stinky Dad. I've been podcasting for a couple of years and have a number of podcasts that are all quite stalled right now uh, because I am a dad. I'm a stay-at-home dad of a four-month-old baby, and I also have an 11-year-old. Uh, and so that keeps me busy, and I haven't really put out much audio content as of late. Uh, but of course, uh, it's easy to find. Uh, just uh, Google Stinky Dad and think Canada and put a CA at the end of that. And I, I don't really have anything to, like, per se plug at the moment. Uh, me and my girlfriend are planning on doing a show, but ultimately that's still sort of uh, on the ground level and uh, not really something I can say much about at this point. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. that's, you know, that's, it gives you something to talk about the next time you're on the show because, um, exactly. hopefully, this will be one of several appearances. Because honestly, before we even talk about mental illness, mental health, mental health awareness month, I mean, I got to give you a big shout out because Glenn B over here, ladies and gentlemen, has really been a supporter, let's just say, a supporter of me and Nikki since. Way back in the day, since we started this shit, really, honestly, back in 2020, he was like one of the first, you know, real supporters that 
was there all the time and listening and, you know, um, enjoying the show, but giving us good feedback and also becoming a friend of the show. And, um, you know, over the last couple of years, the conversations that we had and, you know, shit that you've been through, shit that I've been through and the podcasting in general, mental health wise and other, I definitely do consider um, you a friend. So big shout out to you. You have a you have a supporter and a friend down here in the states. You know, at any time. Thank any you more. very much, sir. Uh, yes. I I quite enjoy your show. I I mean, uh, I think I think I I don't think I was like right at the beginning because I hear a cast box first, and then when you moved over to the good old Podbean, yeah, uh, that, that's that's when I met you, and that's when yes. uh, I made it my goal to try and throw you off whatever train of thought you were on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of that going on, um, which is actually one of the reasons why I don't have the live chat ever going ever. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's like a ADHD thing. It probably is an ADHD thing, but I can't, as you know, you know, as soon as the chat starts going or people start talking and I and it keeps, you know, it gets my attention enough for me to actually say something or want to respond back, then the whole show just goes left. You know, from that. Yeah, I mean, when I was doing lives, and even when I kind of like go back to it every now and then, I, I had the exact same problem. The minute something happens in chat, I'm like, oh, wait, what? What's what's going on? Yeah. And then it's like, whatever what I, I was talking about, it, it, it's gone. It, we're now on to something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you got the spammers and the, um, you know, uh, what are they called? Not spammers. Trolls? Yeah, the trolls. The trolls come through, you know. Oh my God, that's just that's too much to handle as well because they'll just take up the entire chat and want all the attention from any podcast, and they'll literally jump from podcast to podcast. That's what I've noticed. Like if it's a if it's a platform like Podbean or something like that, where there's just open chats for people to jump into, it'll just be one after another after another. Oh and yeah, all the time. It's really ridiculous, but that's just their job, you know. Just like haters, haters are doing their job. Trolls are just doing their job. I don't. I don't mind some, some some trolling. Like some trolling is okay. Like sometimes they can actually say something that's. It's like a heckler at a comedy show. You know, every now and then you get that one heckler that actually made the show better because the comedian uh -huh. did a good job of playing off it. You know, there's some trolls yeah. that actually like kind of make it better to where they say something that's actually like worthwhile and you know good. But yeah, most of yeah. them, yeah, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So even from way back then, and it's funny that you. That you even mentioned Castbox because we were on Castbox just maybe for like a couple months and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, you know what I mean? So um, Podbean was really the start of it all, and here we are, here we are on YouTube land. And like I was saying before, we're actually now on Spotify Video because Spotify finally decided to make a video podcast instead of just audio. So we have like 340 episodes on Spotify, but now we have the last couple episodes that we did on YouTube. We just uploaded to Spotify, so. That's pretty cool, I would say. Okay. Big so, so now we're live on the YouTube, and you can also watch it on Spotify later. Exactly. Kind of almost feels weird saying that, don't it? You know, you can yeah. watch it on Spotify. Yeah, I know. Like, it doesn't feel it like does. a watching platform, but yet here we are in 2022, and we're not watching yeah. stuff on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I really like is that you, you know, we have to watch our tongue on YouTube. There's a lot of stuff that we can't say. We got a strike. We got, you know, so many situations that happened with me and Nikki P on YouTube that we really have to kiss YouTube's ass, basically. And there's just certain things that I want to talk about so bad that I can't. Um, but I do on the audio show. 
So now if I'm, you know, feeling frisky, I can record a show like I would do an audio show and just put it up on podcasts. And I mean, on a podcast, I'll put it up on Spotify and that'll be that. You know what I mean? They can't say anything and I can really go balls to the wall. So that'll be fun. Let's hope that. that I don't say something ridiculous to get you in trouble then. <laughs> no, no, I think I think we're good. We are talking about mental health awareness. So what are your thoughts just on that alone? Just mental health awareness. I mean, mental health is is so important. Uh I know just over my lifetime, like the whole idea of mental health awareness has gone from something that you kind of like, you know, you kind of chuckled about and people said it. You're just like, who are you? Like, like go cry in a corner, bud. Like this big baby sitting here talking about your mental health. What the hell is this? Do, 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 <laughs> your legs hurt? No, your back hurt? No. You got a holy over your head? Well, you're good to go. Shut up. You know, and now it's kind of like, you know, it's like e- even like you hear about like actors and celebrities and they're all talking about, you know, like wellness doesn't just mean your body. Like I can be in really good shape. And if I'm in really bad shape uh, between between my ears, uh, I'm in bad shape. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I can have a six pack and three percent body fat. You know, if it's not good between your ears, you're not good. And so I just find that like just the level of. Well, I guess awareness, really, but just the level of acceptance of the awareness. And it's no longer like something that people roll their eyes at it. You know, it's something that even the toughest of tough guys will come out and say, you know what? Like I was in a I, I was in a bad place and, you know, I was in a closet ready to do something to myself. And, and you know, so yeah. I, I think that, like, it's good that, like, you know, there's like several days like that. There's that article you had sent me and they were talking about how world uh, mental health awareness day is actually in October. But yes. yet. America has their own month uh, in whatever month it is right now, May. I yes, <laughs> right. And, and so I'm getting. Uh, I know in Canada we have Bell Media, and they have Bell Let's Talk Day on I think January 24th. Uh, but the whole premise is you uh, you use the hashtag Bell Let's Talk on any social media or in any text message through a Bell phone. And they they don't donate five cents to mental health issues. I, I don't remember. Oh wow! So you know, it's just like it seems like all, all everywhere seems to be getting more into it. Like sports teams are now acknowledging it. You know, it's like oh, we're gonna give a get that get uh give a guy a day off because you know his head's not right. You know, like yeah. think about forty years ago, a guy's head's not right. He's just out of the league. You know, go home. Yeah, yeah. Come back when you're ready. Exactly. I mean, and that is a that was really well said it was a beautiful thing as far as like breaking the stigma because that's the whole thing there's there's people that will not even think about getting help um or like the thought won't even cross their mind uh because of the stigma and they're going to be labeled a certain way and people are going to start talking about them and society's going to blame them or you know look at them as as something and society's going to really tear them down and they're not going to know where to turn and that's going to lead them to really not you know really do something harmful to themselves or really putting themselves in a in a tough place where before they just needed to talk to somebody now they have a severe depression and they're not leaving the bed for 2 weeks you know um it is definitely considered mental illness mental illness in general is considered a invisible disease it's very and, much invisible. I, I remember some powerful imagery back when I don't remember when it was, uh, but it was before I had like a real like personal experience with like being down the dumps mentally. 
but anyway, it had this like this guy and like he's he's smiling, but then it like shows like his, his like brain and he's curled up in like fetal position crying. Yeah. And it says, you know, like, you know, it's basically depression. It, it isn't something that you can see. Like, you know, right. you can't look at a person and say, Oh, uh, you know, you go to the doctor, the doctor's not gonna go, Oh, uh, you know, uh, I was checking I was checking out your uh your your health, and you know, I felt under your armpit, it seems you have depression. Right, exactly. You know, it's it's not, it's not something it is. It's like you know, you take people at their word a lot of the time. It's like, how are you? I'm good. And you're yep. okay. He's good. Like you know, you're, yeah. you're not going to ask any further questions. He's good. And, until yeah. three days later, you hear he's like you know, God forbid, getting his funeral planned or like in hospital or whatever. And you're like, but he said he was good three days ago. What happened? Right. And as you said, it's invisible. You can't see it. It's not something that like, you know, it's like you, you can see a lot of other things, but you can't see that, you know? You yeah. See you see somebody there. Yes, exactly. And, and, and that fake smile, it says it all because yeah. uh, phys physically that's all we have to do. If we have to go, you know, if we're with a significant other, if we're with, uh, if we're at a job or if we're at an outing, whatever it is, and you're, you're around family for the holidays, and you put on that fake smile, boom, everything is fine. You don't even ask any questions. And then as soon as you go back to your apartment, or as soon as you go back to your house or wherever you're at, and you shut that door, it's a total different story. Um, and, you know, luckily now people are getting a little bit more comfortable, is like you said, like to actually reach out and to, to say something. If you have, if you see somebody within your day, your just day-to-day -day activities, if you see somebody in a wheelchair, you see somebody with one leg, you know, you see somebody blind, you know, suffering like that, you instantly look at them and you have sympathy for them, if not empathy for them, you know, and it's just like, oh my God. And, but, but obviously with that fake smile, you're not ever going to know what's going on. It's that person that needs to feel safe and comfortable to actually reach out and get help. Yeah, I, I find like just like the, you know, I need help. It's it's a lot of the time it's like, you know, a lot of the people, they don't want like the conventional roots of getting help. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah as much as we're like promoting mental health awareness, you know, the, the, the idea of going to a therapist or a counselor is still unsettling, even if you know you need help. It's like when I was battling it, I would have really, 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 really rather prefer to talk to like you or, or one of my other friends or, that I know on the Internet, basically, that, you know, are not going to show up in my house. You know, I, I don't want to talk to someone that's going to show up in my house. I, I just want to talk to someone, but I didn't want to go to a counselor or a therapist because, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I, I admitted to myself that I failed at controlling my own mental health, which, you know, just made my mental health worse yeah for a time and, and you know i did the counseling and it worked but getting to that point was torturous yes yes absolutely i mean i i remember um being in some of the darkest places that i've ever been in my life and i knew for sure that i needed to skip therapy or i was already in therapy and i was already on medication and i really was already at that point where something really bad was going to happen and I had to call like uh, mobile mental health. But that's exactly the opposite that you just said, because mobile mental health will come exactly, you know, they'll come directly to your house. And for the most part, if you call mobile mental health, I don't know if they have that in Canada, Canada something similar. Uh, we sure. call it mobile crisis. Okay. Yeah. Mobile crisis, mobile mental yeah. health. They come to your house, then you already know you need them because you know you're in that much of a crisis and you're about to lose it. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to kill yourself. You're going to do something to other people. And then 
what are the chances of them taking away, you know, taking you away to a psych ward? Very high chance. Yeah. If they're coming to your house and they're like, you know, accessing the situation and seeing what exactly what's going on, they're going to take you to the psych ward most likely. And people don't want to deal with that shit. That's the last thing that people want to deal with. Well, actually here, half the time they just end up in like jail, you know, like a lot of the time it's like, you know, they're calling mobile crisis, but right before that, they like, you know, broke someone's car windows and like smashed up something and like did a few illegal things that, you know, yeah. and then like, well, you know, I, I have mental issues. How do you go to the psych ward? And they're like, well, you can go to court first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know what? And that's exactly what happened with this uh, Buffalo shooter. You know the mass murder, which mm -hmm. down down here in the states, like we hear something like that, and we say at this point we say, "Oh wow, that's tragic," and then we continue watching our our uh, TV show, or we continue, you know, going to work, or we continue cooking dinner, or whatever it is. <clears throat> it's so like we're so desensitized to that shit. Yeah. Now that it's like just another day, you know. Well, I mean, but like. I, I don't even pay attention now. It's like, you know, there, like, there's like in the news, there's like a mass shooting in the States. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I just kind of move on with my day. And, and like, of it course. doesn't even really hit home because, you know, it's just so common. It seems like every few months is happening. And I'm just like, eh, you know, it, it no longer yeah. it no longer has that shock value. Uh, to, you know, it's like right. there's a mass shooting in, in whatever city in the States today. More on this at six. It's, you know, it's like. 20 years ago, you're like, fuck, I got tuned in at six. And now it's like, eh, maybe I'll tune in at yeah. 11. Maybe I'll hear about tomorrow, whatever. Yeah, right. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I like doing podcasts like this, because it's it's helping us out, but it's helping other people out. And that's the whole, that, that's honestly the whole reason why I wanted to do, start doing a podcast in the first place was to help people with mental illness, mental health issues, and addiction. That's why I, I wanted to get into the podcast business you know, at first, and then it just branched off into this, right, and then it just branched off into a variety show, but all I wanted to do was help these people, so if I can help someone like that, mm. I mean, that's like, that. that's the best thing that could possibly happen out of doing a, pod, a podcast, is someone actually listens to, or somebody actually watches, and it actually changes or, you know, their perspective on things, and they actually reach out for help, or whatever it is, I mean, that would be the most beautiful thing in the world. Well, um, you still have that one feather in your cap for that one show on Podbean, where you talk to guy basically out of suicide like live on your show did you not yes like whether that was someone just like trying to like do a really rude joke or not i mean that was a cool feather in your cap i wasn't there for it but it was really cool yeah i definitely don't think it was uh a joke i really don't think it was i mean it's very hard to tell with a with uh you know through a chat room of course but i really don't think that was a joke there was somebody actually you know that wanted to commit suicide and was going to commit suicide and we basically had to shift the show because we were talking about mental illness uh you know mental health and stuff like that but we actually had to shift the show to like okay here's the suicide hotline and if you want to text you know text this number and uh yeah that was that was crazy man i never forget that show i never forget that 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 was that was something oh i was thinking of this like about an hour ago uh you know how they, they have like the suicide line or whatever but like how come they don't have a hotline for just someone that's like you know just down the dumps and just like literally need someone just to hear them out like whatever it is it could be something like fucking obscure like you know their dog died or whatever but you know they yeah. need that one person just like that, that, that has no skin in the game just to sit there and go that sucks 
you know, and yeah. just like you know, but they don't have that. It's like you have to you have to be like ready to kill yourself before there's a hotline you can just call to have someone listen to you. And I, is, I feel like we could have a, we can, we can have a we can have a hotline for like you know before it gets there, so that suicide line isn't as big of a deal. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea because, again, the same thing is going to happen if you get to that point and you just want to talk because you're having a bad day or something really bad happened. You just want to talk to somebody and not have somebody, you know, like the cops or mobile mental health or something like that come to your house. Because, again, if you call a suicide hotline, they're right away. They're going to be thinking that they're going to, right away. They're going to be thinking that you're in that much of a crisis that you need the cops to come or something like that. That's a really that's a really good point. Yeah, because Absolutely. like, yeah, it just seems like, you know, we could really do a little more in that respect because i know like when i went to the counselor by by the time i got through like you want to do it online it's like okay i'll try that it's like oh no because uh, you thought about killing yourself in the last month we, we can't do it online and then it's like okay right. i'll do it in person so you call to do it in person and it's like well i mean how bad is it how you feel like today well fine today but three days ago i was ready to, i was right off myself and they're like well, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's the suicide hotline, yada, yada, yada. It's like, thank you. And, and so, you know, then that, six weeks. Six weeks to see someone in person. So then it's like you're fighting it for another six weeks before you ever get to talk to anyone. It's like, you know, you almost need like a hotline for that. Like, you know, just that yeah. in-between period. Yeah. Where you're, you're, you're not getting any counseling. You're not getting any therapy. But, you know, there's that person that's willing to listen to you and not care, you know. They don't have yeah. any skin in the game because, you know, one thing I learned in Buddhism was, you know, uh, you, you, you can't help someone if you're attached to them. So, like, if you care about the person, like, you care about their well-being, you can't really help them in that state because you care about the outcome. You know, it's like right. you, if their job is depressing them, they just want to, like, up and quit their job and, you know, rent's due and they don't have money for rent, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to be on the street. You know, if you care about the person, you're like. Well, I can't let you quit your job. I don't care how depressed it's making. You need to pay your rent. You need to stay in your house. Where if it's someone yeah. that doesn't particularly have any concern, it's like, well, are you okay living on the street? Yeah. All right, quit your job. You know, because the outcome doesn't matter to them. They, they, they just want the person to feel better. They, they don't particularly care yeah. what the other things are in the, in, the, in, the, in the whole game of things. Yeah, absolutely. That's very true. That's very true. And on that note, Let's just uh, put this up here so people can actually see. I know it's kind of small, but 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, Mental Health America, I guess it's it's through. Um, I, don't, I don't know how serious the crisis has to be. I don't know if it is something that, uh, like you were talking about, if you just need to talk to somebody and they're not going to send somebody out and they're not going to, you know, be up your ass about it. I'm not sure exactly, but... Uh, even better is to text MHA to 741-741. And that information obviously is on here. And I'm going to put it down uh, on the comments below. And then uh, you have these sites too that I'll copy and paste. as Mental Health America, Suicide uh, Crisis Lines, Suicide oh, Prevention Lines. Can, can I jump in here? It turns Absolutely. out that Canada actually has a different line. Uh, so, uh, okay. being that I am in Canada, the yeah, yeah, Canada's yeah. Suicide Prevention Service is one 456 4566 If you are located in the Great White North, like I am, uh, do not call the number on the screen right now. Yes, absolutely. Good. Um, 
you know what? Just uh, text me that when we're done with the show, and I'll put that down there as well. I'll put it on the on the. Well, do you want me to put it in the streamyard chat? Oh uh, yeah, that's even that's even better. Okay, I'll do that. Probably without bumping a whole bunch of stuff while I'm at it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's that's really uh, good because we want to get, we want to you know help people everywhere, and especially if you're from Canada, obviously don't call those numbers. Yeah, and I, I mean like. When, when it's minus like 45 in either Celsius or Fahrenheit, it's really hard not to feel a little depressed by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Especially as a dad who then has to deal with his kid being inside the whole time and seeking to him uh, for entertainment. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, so here is the educational part of the show. What are the four mental illnesses? I mean, it looks like there's more than four here, but... Anxiety disorders, including panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, and phobias. That's like four right there. So I don't know why they put four. But yeah, those are all uh, pretty popular. Well, and well, I guess it would be like, it would be like this, like the, like the branches, you know, like there's anxiety yeah. would be considered like panic, obsessive compulsive, or phobias, whereas depression would be like mood swings and, you know, eating. Right. Like, bulimia anxiety and whatever the other ones are stress eating maybe yeah right i mean yeah because eating disorder I mean, they're, all, they're all definitely separate but a lot of them are uh combined together unfortunately a lot of people have more than one and really unfortunately the last two years everybody and their mom has anxiety and depression um and a lot of it you know you have to talk to a professional and sometimes you don't but it's situational if you just have situational um, anxiety because it's the fear of the unknown and you don't know what's going on with the, you know, you know what I'm saying that I can't say on YouTube, you don't know what the next step with that's going to be. And if you are going to get another one and if what's going to happen next is if it's going to mutate and et cetera, et cetera, that obviously gives everybody anxiety for the last two years. <clears throat> so, but it's still situational. You know, it's one of those things that do you feel that it's, it's affecting your day to day where like depression, you can't leave your bed for two weeks and you lose your job. Uh, anxiety, you can't, you know, be around people. You can't drive. The anxiety is so bad. I mean, sometimes it gets to that point. And then maybe you would need some medication. Maybe you need to talk to somebody. If it's just, you know, how, what everybody is feeling, I don't think it's really that, that really that much to talk about because you can always talk to somebody else that, that feels the same way as you. Can I, can I jump in for a sec? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you talked about depression and you described it as not being able to get out of bed for two weeks. And I feel like that's that's an extreme case. And, you know, that's yeah. not how all depression looks. You know, yeah. depression doesn't have to be you're in bed for two weeks. Like, you know, if like you normally like hang out with your wife and play card games on, on Saturdays, but now you spend your time scrolling through Instagram reels, watching cute puppy videos because it makes you feel good. Uh, you're still depressed whether you didn't get out of bed for two weeks or not. Oh, I feel you. And I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to like, um, I, that was really just an extreme example. You know, yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. what it was. It was just, I'm just thinking about like the, if it's more situational or if it's like, clinically diagnosed depression where it, yeah. it really it really is to that point where you're not eating you're not getting out of bed and you're not showering and you lose your job that's pretty much the the extreme out of curiosity uh is there is there a stat uh for how what percentage of people who have depression are diagnosed clinically with depression and i think the video froze up or at least it did on my end 
Oh, is it back? Is it back now? No, I'm still frozen, but audio is good, so I don't care. Um, okay, you you should come back in a second. You're moving on my end, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's probably just me. Um, no, I don't know the stats actually with that. Um, I really don't know because there's a lot of people that are depressed if it's situational or not that never see somebody and never actually get that uh, clinical uh, diagnosis. You know what I mean? There's obviously a, a lot of people that will never get to that point and just try to live their life with that fake smile and still be depressed and live like that. And it would never be counted. You know what I mean? So that's a really good question. I'm not sure. Well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, with that thing you're not supposed to mention or whatever. I, I, I got it or whatever, but I never called the hotline or anything about it. I just kind of dealt with it and moved up my time. So, yeah. like, I was never, ever part of that stat. Like, I was never considered to be a positive because, you know, I never informed anyone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got curious. you. Like, you know, there's probably, like, a lot. There's probably, like, you know, they talk about, like, 30% of people battle with depression. That's just 30% of people that, like went and got help and admitted to it that's not accounting for whatever percentage of people like are dealing with it but you know are stubborn or just you know don't feel right. the need to do anything about it right 100 percent. that's a good point and that actually brings me to addiction too because there's you know how many people they say that use drugs and alcohol or that suffer from addiction and then how many people are never going to you're never going to find out that that statistics of that because they would never OD'd or they never went to the hospital or they never did whatever or they're functioning addicts or whatever it is. But I do know that the percentage of addicts who suffer from some type of mental illness is like in the 80% range. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. It, it tends to be like some sort of like addiction related type thing, usually yeah. in most cases, whether that be booze or some sort of opioid or whatever. Like, it's almost like once you start fiending, I don't know if that's the right word that we want to use in this particular thing, but that just brings out the the the, the issues, you know, whether yes. it be you know because they're self they're self uh, medicating. Yeah, exactly, absolutely, and uh, I, I mean that's where I could bring like my my two cents into this as well because some of the darkest places that I've that I've reached in my life was through self-medicating because I didn't even know what was going on in my life. I actually have anxiety, you know, regular general anxiety disorder, it's actually called, and uh, depression, but I'm on a bunch of medications, as you know, um, yeah. and, and maybe some of you guys watching know, and I, I'm always like an open book when it comes to that because I feel like that's another way to break the stigma of medications because if I say I'm on six psych medications, Oh, some people will think that's embarrassing. Some people will think patient zero is crazy. Well, you're right about that. But, you know, whatever you want to think that about your, like, have your opinions. I don't give a fuck because I'm still living my life. And it, it took me a long time for me to be stable and for me to be okay in this world with six medications. Not saying that you have to have six medications. I'm not talking to you, Glenn. I'm talking generally, you know, not, not saying that that's okay for everybody, but it is okay for me. And since 16 years, years old of using drugs and alcohol and, you know, getting to the point of where I was with drugs and alcohol, it's like, I would much rather take these drugs than those drugs, obviously, you know, no comparison. Oh shit. Did we lose Glenn? Did we lose Glenn? Oh, let's see if he comes back. I wonder what happened. 
as we're waiting for uh, Glenn to come back, I'm sure he's going to come back any second. But um, yeah, so these are obviously the main ones, you know, uh, I know personally and or suffered from anxiety disorders, panic disorders, um, OCD, phobias, depression, bipolar disorder is what I am diagnosed with, and other mood disorders, eating disorders, personality disorders, post-traumatic stress disorders, and psych disorders, including schizophrenia, which I believe is probably the worst one. I believe schizophrenia is probably the worst um, mental illness that you can that you can have. But mental illness, we're just going through the mental illnesses. It doesn't mean that your mental health is whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you want to make sure your mental health is on point. Uh, not saying that you have to be diagnosed or undiagnosed, depression, anxiety, bipolar, whatever it is. Your mental health, your, your mental well-being has to be on point your mental well-being your mental health overall um like glenn was saying earlier it's all about what's in between your ears it doesn't matter if you are ripped and you're in physical shape and your your life is all together and you're financially okay it doesn't matter it's all between it's all about what's in between your ears that really counts so how to observe mental health awareness month ladies and gentlemen take care of yourself that's number one take care of yourself there's nothing more important than that. Let me see. If we, here we go. Take care of yourself. There's nothing more important than that, um, regardless of what it is. Life has numerous ups and downs. Some are solvable, uh, but others not so much. When your mental health acts up, seek the right treatment and make yourself better because, after all, life has much more to offer than pain and suffering. Okay, everybody? If you get nothing else from the podcast, please get that because that is where it's at. Um like I said, I started doing this podcast to help people with mental illness and mental health issues and addiction. And if you just hear that, maybe, maybe just hearing that will help you get a better night's sleep and wake up and feel like you can conquer the world. And it always is one day at a time. Take care of your loved ones. Check up on your friends and family. That's so important, too, because the more that we check up, the more that nothing like the Buffalo situation happens or the no another uh, an incident where the person is in the psych ward, an incident where the person hurts themselves, an incident where they kill themselves, God forbid. These are people that need to be checked up on. And even with that fake smile, if you know them well enough, you can see right through it and you can do whatever you want, you, you can to help them. Um, many times all people need is a shoulder to cry on and an ear to listen to. Like I said before, I'm going to be putting down all the numbers below. I'm going to be putting down the Canadian numbers as all, as well and the suicide hotline and whatnot. And that's just, you know, for everybody. But sometimes you don't even need a number. Sometimes it's not even to that point yet. But you don't want it to get to that point. You want to talk to somebody. So you can be that person to talk to. You could be that ear to listen or that shoulder to cry on. Support and encourage them and being treated because they're being treated for any mental problems. Um, and a lot of that, that goes both ways, too, because if you're in the ear with somebody and you guys start talking and then you feed off of each other and that's just how it works. That's just how human beings work and how we talk to each other. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, breaking the stigma, talking about breaking the stigma. Talk about mental health. One of the best 
ways to celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month is talking about it with your peers. That's exactly what we're doing here. The more you talk about it, the more normalized it becomes. This is one of the aims of the month as the stigma attached to mental health has led to countless delays in treatment and research to, uh, on the matter. You know, it, it, yes, it does suck that sometimes if you really need help or you think you need to see a therapist or see a psychiatrist and the waiting period is months, you know, if, if not several weeks, um, you have to maintain until that actually happens and you have to maintain your pain and hope it doesn't get any worse. Um, and it's really difficult, but you have to, do whatever you can do to possibly sustain. The more we talk about it, the more normalized it will become. This is one of the aims of the month, of the entire month. And the stigma attached to mental health has led to countless delays and countless uh, delays in treatment and research in this matter. Okay, hold up. We got... We got... Glenn back in the building. Yo. I got the baby. You hear me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got the baby. Yes, indeed. Aw. So you had to come see dad for a minute first. And I figured that I could show him off to my buddy, Patient Zero. Oh, but of course. Is he looking at mom? He, he doesn't care. <laughs> he's not paying attention. Wait, wait. I'm going to put you on the screen. Um, Hold on real quick. Say hi. <laughs> oh, how cute. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give him back to his mom and we can get back to the regular scheduled programming. All right. Yes. I All right. when uh, I just talked about some of the things that we kind of talked about already, like how the ways to observe Mental Health Awareness Month, taking care of yourselves, uh, take care of your loved ones and talk about mental health so we can break the stigma. OK, so we're down here. So if um let me see. Celebration of mental health. I guess that continues on our kind of like with just what we're saying as far as breaking the stigma. The only way to enjoy life to its fullest is experience all the wonders. And to experience all of the wonders is if we take care of ourselves mentally and physically. That's what you were saying before. And that's what I was saying when you got cut out. It's all between uh, your ears, like you were saying earlier. Doesn't matter yeah. if you're financially set and you're you're ripped and you're you have the you know the best relationship and all this whatever. Doesn't matter. Don't shy away from talking about what's plaguing you because it might not be your fault, no matter how much society tells you otherwise. Breaking the stigma, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking the stigma. What do you think about that one, Glenn? Oh, you you, you gotta talk about it because if you don't talk about it, it's just eating you alive inside. You know, it. it's like you, you can't sit there and like quietly be depressed and expect it to just like suddenly one day go away. It's just going to it's just going to change and and evolve and grow as time goes on. What started out as a minute, obscure problem is now a massive uh, in your face problem. And it, and it gets bad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just grows and continues to grow and it doesn't show unless you show it. And by showing it means reaching out for some type of help. Even if it's a friend, talk to a friend, reach out, say, yo, friend, this is what's going on. I feel like this. Because it's really, when you do something like that, you're actually helping the other friend too. Yeah, yeah. You're actually helping well, I, know, I, I know, like, I, I hadn't really dealt with depression much, like, as a major thing. Uh, when I first started, like, attending your show and you talking about it actually educated me in, like, different 
tips and tools that I use to be able to like keep it under wraps for months before it really hit a fan and became a like a now issue. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I guess it, it on some level, uh, you're the reason that I didn't deal with my mental health uh, right away. And you're also <laughs> the reason that it didn't become a problem right away. Hey, hey, all right. All right. No, listen, I mean, I'm happy that it, it got to the point where you reached out. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have to reach out. Um, I was I was actually very happy about that. And I was happy that I can, you know, help a little bit, whatever. But the fact that you actually reached out just said that you were to that point, um, because the people that don't reach out to a friend or a therapist or a psychiatrist and they have to wait six months to see a, a, a specialist or whatever like that. You know, those are the ones that people really need to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that, that like, I, I think part of my mental health and my girlfriend is in the room while I say this is that is dealing with a pregnant woman is very difficult at times. And, you know, uh, uh I, I feel like that, that, that escalated uh, the severity of it and the time frame of it. Uh, but we're all good now. There's the baby and I haven't had issues, uh, since the arrival with the baby and I haven't really left the house. So, uh, being able to stay yeah. uh, happy uh, without getting cabin fevers uh, while dealing with the baby is probably pretty good. So, hell yeah, smiling babies absolutely. are always good. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. Sometimes, uh, again, I, I guess you would call that situational something, right? Situational, I don't know, situational depression, situational anxiety, a little of both, maybe. Yeah, I, well, I think it was like accumulation of things too i mean like there was stuff i hadn't dealt with like from a year and a half earlier that it yeah. kind of just all kind of came running forward in my face it just kind of like you know it muhammad i'll lead me against while well, i was up against the ropes yeah it just yeah. kind of like came in i was trying to duck and weave and it just kept on singing and zagging smoking in the face yeah yeah i hear you i hear you you know, life as a gay man is no fun. Let me just put it that way. Like I had to be, it took me decades to get to a point where I was actually okay with myself. And that was just another thing that fueled my addiction. That was another thing that fueled my mental illness. That was another thing that fueled my, you know, fear of this world and the anxiety and everything else that comes with it. And obviously severe depression. And, you know, whatever these things happen, whatever it is that's going on in your life that is, you know, what are you going to do? You can't push away far enough where you're going to just jump off a cliff you have to deal with it you know and that's and and you're, that's you're exactly what breaking the rent you're telling me meth and random a-holes wasn't fun what i thought that sounded i thought that sounded like a hell of a time oh that was a hell of a time bro that was a hell of a time <laughs> that that was a hell of a time yes that that you know that was one of those things that uh <laughs> I, I guess the after effect is where the depression came in but um yeah that was definitely a lot of fun times don't get me wrong Yes, indeed. Uh, disclaimer, he does not recommend uh, anyone in the audience that if you haven't got into meth and random mob holes to start. Yeah, no, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. Wouldn't recommend it. Would you recommend Plus, it without the, without the meth? Like if it was just random bump holes. Do you recommend it? Uh, actually, not anymore, because that can actually be degrading as well. Of what I've learned. Um, taking like the taking all of the love out of just uh hooking up is kind of 
degrading after a while. But once again, it's fun to begin with, and then it's degrading and horrible and depressing, and just like a meth bathhouse. The best time of my life, and then it, you know, obviously after the after effect was not so good. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think that would apply to pretty much any substance that can, like, you know, uh, put you out of your mind for an extended period of time. Like even going on like a weekend drinking bender or whatever. I mean, it's great while you're in it, but you know, like Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, you know, aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hard to uh, keep that balance. There is no balance because it fucks with your dopamine level so much that it just like depletes it all. Like you have no dopamine left. So everything is just boring and, you know, dull and you, you're not excited about everything, anything. And it's just pretty, pretty I, I know. I know for me, ecstasy became one of those things that like it, it, the week after was just like horrible. It was just like, you know, it's just like you're, you're, you're on the brink of crying like pretty much all day long for like a week because you're, you drain so much of your happy feelings away that you're left with this like Eeyore yeah. type feeling set that you to deal with. Your yeah. Life. It's like, Oh, this isn't working for me. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So speaking of uh meth sex dungeons, it's a celebration of changing attitudes. Number two, we've come a long way from the times when uh mental Patients were treated as outcasts. Okay, well, yes, we have. Not only by their loved ones, but also by medical professionals. I'm not sure exactly what that means. So if you wait and you actually get your appointment, you know, you wait six months and you see a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is going to tell you, go somewhere with that mess. I don't want to hear that. Why, why are you here? Like, you could fix that yourself. Yeah, it doesn't really work. I mean, no. I always had, like... uh I always had like this idea for like this like kind of skit in my mind where this person goes to therapy and like the therapist just, just doesn't give two flying hoots about what's going on. And like I had like I, I think I just like premise for this guy that goes to therapy and, and the therapist is just a mooch for his weed. <laughs> so the therapist oh, yeah. is like, hey, hey, you got any joints? I got a joint. Smoke <laughs> it with me. And after he's done, he's like, so can I tell you my problems? No, I think it's lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that well, that's pretty wild. That's uh, you know, the thing the thing about therapists, though, I must say, is that they don't understand. Sometimes they have people's lives in their fucking hand, and I've had so many therapists throughout my life that, like, right right away, I'll know if you're an asshole if I start the session, and you look at the clock, you look at the time or the clock or whatever or your watch for more than two times during the session. You're yeah, it's like basically you're like, oh, am I am I done yet? Like, when, yeah. when's my golf coming up? I think you've told that story on, on yeah, your yeah. show before, haven't you? Like, yeah, like just like your experience where like your therapist was like, look at the clock every two minutes while you're talking, and you're like, am I boring you? Like, I'm yeah, oh, yeah. To be here. Like the least you could do is pretend you're interested. Yeah. Yep, I definitely have talked about that, and I've talked about the fact that my newer therapist over the last like couple years. You know how therapists will sit down and be like, "All right, well, I want to get to know you. So, what was your like? What was your childhood like, or something like that?" And I'm just like, "No, no, let's fast forward. You know, 30 years. I got a lot to talk about. You know, fuck my childhood right now. I had a fucked up childhood to a certain extent, but let's not talk about that right now. We have other issues to talk about. You know, that's how I have to talk about. That's how I have to talk to therapists. Like, I don't, I don't let them." 
be in control of the session. Well, I mean, I, 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 assuming like therapy is something you pay for. Like I'm assuming there aren't like pro bono therapists much around. <laughs> no, no. So I mean, like, shouldn't you be the one running your session, talking about the right. shit that you want to talk about? It's great that they have a PhD on their wall and whatever else but ultimately like it's you're it's you paying them for the service you're paying them for their expertise and whatever issue you have right now Uh, that doesn't matter what their fucking curiosity and you know uh uh you know eagle padding uh deep dives are in store i lost that but you know what i was trying to say no exactly i know exactly what you're trying to say and psychiatrists are even worse and therapists because psychiatrists will see you for like 10 minutes and all they really do is okay why don't you try this medication oh you had a bad reaction and i send you to the hospital okay why don't you try this medication oh you had horrible side effects so you missed work for a week Farmer okay <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so it's like you you just you, you're just giving it a shot you're just like you know? okay well let me try this mix with this and hope i don't die you know kind of like say- street drugs I, I figure that like if psychiatrists uh, were were kind of like streamers, you know, of like there was like, you know, the the psychiatry Twitch stream, it would be like you know like today we have psychiatrist Doctor Bernstein on, presented by Big Pharma. Do you need pills in your life? Enter promo code Doctor Bernstein twenty <laughs> and get twenty percent off your first batch of antipsychotics. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably what it would yeah. be because, like, you know, they, yes. they'd all be in with whatever. I didn't want to yeah. give any particular pharmaceutical company any props in the <laughs> thing, but you know, no, that was that was great. You got me sold. I would try some of that shit, whatever. As long as, long as I had the promo code. Well, exactly. Yeah. Without the, without the promo code, what the hell does it matter? Like, you know, right? God knows that they're probably like bumping up the prices forty five percent anyway. Bastards. Yeah, exactly. Promo code. Side effects 69. Get yeah. back to me. Yeah. Side effects may include 69ing all night long. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is a celebration of humans. Let's just put it that way. And that's where we're going to end it because, you know, it is it's a celebration of humans. It's a, a celebration of you taking care of yourself and looking out for others and doing whatever you can do to help other people's mental health because honestly helping other people's mental health issues or just mental health in general and just talking to them and just being a good friend being a good co-worker being a good whatever you never know you can change that person for life and remember to shut up and when someone yeah. needs help remember to shut up like stop talking just, just yes. sit, there, sit there and listen like don't talk yes. that, that's one of the things that i hate when like you go to someone with a problem and like they, that you get three words in and they're like off on some like tirade about whatever. And it's like, no, I, I, I didn't need to listen to you. I want to talk. And yes. I wanted you just to sit there and smile and nod and probably not say much of anything, but I just right, want to get off right. and get whatever I had to say off my chest. And that's yes. why you pay a therapist or a psychiatrist <laughs> or a counselor is so you, that you can go there and you can say what you want to say and not have someone yes. decide to litter your ears with more information. That's not going to help you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. It is difficult to have a friend like that because they're not a therapist and they're not, they know exactly when to talk and when not to, and when to bring up certain issues. But if you, you know, we all have a friend. I already know somebody, but like you talk to somebody and as soon as you say, yeah, this was my day today, you know, this is what happened and I'm not sure exactly what to do. Oh, well that happened to me. 
And when it happened to me, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, nah, bitch, come on, listen, listen to me. Yeah, it's me. Let me talk. About you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave, leave your ego and your own problems at the door, please. I, I just need someone to listen. Exactly. That's just what it is about. So just remember to do that and help each other. And hopefully, Glenn B and myself help you guys as well. And that is Mental Health Awareness Month Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to check us out. All our shows on YouTube, remember to check us out on our audio show as well, Spotify and everywhere else, basically. Monday and Wednesday, we have new episodes, audio show. After this show is done, it's going to be on Spotify video, so make sure to check us out on Spotify video podcast as well. Glenn B., our special guest, any last words or anything else you want to plug or say? Um, well, I mean, if you want to listen to some old content and possibly give a uh, a bookmarking uh, to the podcast website that has like five, uh, well, okay, podcasts on it anyway. Uh, stinkydad.ca, the home of all my audio content. Uh, you can go there, check out what's going on. Uh, there's like a, a show with an 11 year old where he pretends to be a cop and I have to convince him that he doesn't have to shoot every bad guy. Uh, there's uh, me pretending that I do a new show and all my stories are completely fake and completely made up. Uh, we have like a serial farter uh, that causes people to puke in bars and shit like that. <laughs> uh, I have a uh, story time with Sticky Dad, which is like, you know, kids' stories. Uh, basically, the, like stories about the cat and like his adventures when it decides to it's gonna leave the house puts in heat. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, you know, the website's the end all be all of everything, uh, Stinky Dad. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, uh, Stinky Dad 87. Uh, other than that, uh, I think I'm good now. All right, there you go. Hopefully, I'll be back. Absolutely, you'll be back for sure. I mean, we won't have any technical difficulties at all, everything's gonna run smoothly. But the thing no, is well. that the people that are watching now. And the uploaded show, they won't even know that we had any technical difficulties. Actually, I did say something earlier, but they won't even know. The rest of the show went fine. So, yeah. Glenn B., thanks so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks and for having me again. It's been a long time coming. I think we've been talking yes. about doing something together for like a year or so. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's been nagging me, and finally I got my I got my new gear to make myself sound good. And then I'm yes. like, okay, I'm in. And yes. then I, I put my makeup on and gave the old old noggin a quick shave and uh hopped on the video yeah you look good man you sound real good you sound real thank good you. i'm happy you have, you. I'm, I'm happy you have the, the setup and the equipment and uh we'll definitely do this again sometime soon for sure All right, man that's glenn b ladies and gentlemen you guys have a good rest of the weekend and we will see you next time deuces